Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for July 21st. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21, on Instagram at ETOF21 Sports underscore, TikTok at ETOF21 Sports, free horse racing picks on the gram at ETOF21 Sports underscore horse underscore racing, free fantasy football advice at ETOF21 Sports underscore fantasy. Also, the ETOF21 Sports Show is live every Tuesday. Make sure to check that out. How is everyone doing today? We have a great show for you lined up. I'm going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the NBA. My boy Brandon's going to come on, and we're going to talk a little NASCAR. And as always, my boy XFL Jim is going to come on, and we're going to talk a little CFL. Before I jump into that, I need to tell you a little story. I was flying to New Orleans this weekend, past weekend, for a bachelor party for my good friend. Um, great time. New Orleans, great town. Love the casino. couple things, though, about New Orleans. One thing I noticed is you run into the same people all the time. All the time at the casino, all the time on Bourbon Street. No, thing number two, food is freaking phenomenal. Thing number three, it's hot as hell. I brought all these goddamn clothes to look nice and everything. Son of a gun. After the first night, I'm walking around white tee, hat, and towel. It is so hot there. Food is phenomenal. Um, we did a food tour, huge portions. Uh, the Red Sea Grill, right when you walk on Bourbon Street, must, must, must try. But yeah, great town, great city. I can't wait to go back. If you haven't been to New Orleans, make sure you go back. But you're not here for me to talk about New Orleans. You're here for some sports betting advice so let's dive right into the show so now i'd like to shift our attention and talk a little nba james harden uh tonight today thursday he agreed to a two-year 68 million dollar contract basically 14 million dollar decrease what did that do that allowed the 76ers to get tucker to get middleton milton who i think is a phenomenal pickup for them um made the roster better but did it make the roster championship level better i'm gonna say no i'm honestly i'm gonna say that it did not make the 76ers championship level better uh let's just look at the nets for a second do i think they're better than the nets no Nets have Claxton. They need to add another big. They have Curry, who was hurt last year. Hypothetically, Durant. Joe Harris coming back. Kyrie Mills. They brought in Royce O'Neal. God only knows what you're going to get from Ben Simmons. At TJ Warner, who's a sniper. The Nets are legitimately better than them. The Heat, you're going to have Lowry. Lowry was dealing with some personal stuff. I can't really get into it what he was dealing with, but he should be in better shape going into this season, so he's going to be a lot better. Then you have the Milwaukee Bucks who signed Joe Ingles, and for people who don't know how good Joe Ingles is, as, as soon as the Jazz started going down, Joe Ingles was hurt. Joe Ingles can move the ball, knock down the three, defend, go one-on-one, Joe Ingles is exactly what they need. They maintain. They kept Bobby Portis. They re-signed Jev, um, Jevin Carter. And there's rumors they're going to be trading for Jordan Clarkston. So the Bucks are better than them. 
And then let's not forget about the Celtics who went to the NBA Finals last year and brought in Brogdon and Gallinari. So I think the 76ers had a great, a flipping great offseason and getting Harden to agree to this. And let's be honest, what Harden is doing is Harden's realizing he's not a max player anymore. He's taking a little bit of a discount. He, how can I say this? I know he gave away $14 million, but... By him giving away, he may be able to extend his career a little bit longer because he's willing to play for a discount. Kind of like what Carmelo's doing. You know, kind of being willing to play for a discount, less less bit of cheddar. And by doing that, he's able to extend his career a little bit longer. So, yeah, I kind of like what the 76ers did. But I will be utterly flippant honest with you. I don't think it's enough to come out of the East because we need to remember Embiid still really doesn't have a running bait. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest Joel Embiid fan. The fact that after he didn't win the MVP last year, he said now he's going to focus winning on team stuff. Dude, shouldn't you be focusing on winning on team stuff already? Shouldn't you be focused on team stuff already? Now you didn't win the MVP and you're sulking and now you want to focus on team stuff? Come on, that's all you need to know about Joel Embiid. So... Do is the Sixers roster better? Yes, the Sixers roster is better. Is it good enough to come out of the East? No, it's not good enough to come out of the East. Um, a lot of the Durant talk that's going on. Here's the thing with Durant. People are scared because they don't want to commit because we saw after Brooklyn, they don't want to trade all these assets and have him bail in two years, kind of like what he's doing to the Nets. And it's kind of funny, like, you see all these quote-unquote experts saying that he's only doing this because he doesn't want to play with Irving, but then you hear the other experts who say they're tight. So the, honestly, the stuff that's going on legitimately doesn't make any flipping sense to me whatsoever uh, because you have people saying two different things. So I don't know which one is true. I have a couple text messages out and I am waiting to hear back from my people. Once I hear back from my people, I honestly let you guys know. But as of right now, I know literally nothing what is going on from my sources with the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving saga. And I'll be honest, at this point right now, with the Pacers just saying, F it, we're offering Aiden, and the Suns matching, I don't think he's going to be going to the Phoenix Suns. I do think, though, Donovan Mitchell is going to be traded to the New York Knicks. And, oh, my God, guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm not that big of a Donovan Mitchell guy. What Rudy Gobert was able to do, Rudy Gobert was able to hide Donovan Mitchell's deficiencies as a, as a defender. And he was wasn't able to really carry. I mean, let's just look at the point guards in the NBA right now. I'll take Steph Curry over him. I'll take Chris Paul over him. <sighs> Irving's a hard one. Irving's so unreliable. Okay, I will take Mitchell. I'll take Damian Lillard. I'll take Lowry. I'll take Drew Holiday. Um, trying to think off the top of my head. Other starting point guards in the NBA. I would take Trey Young over him. And anyone that knows me knows I'm not the biggest Trey Young guy. I take Luca. I take John Morant. I would take Garland over him. Uh, I would take 
I take Fox and Brogdon over him. So already we're in like, I, that's like 10 guys I've named that I would take over Donovan Mitchell. And now he's going to go there. Guys, I know that everyone thinks Mitchell is this phenomenal player. Doesn't play defense. Can't carry a team. Um, we're kind of He's kind of one of those guys that's kind of living what he did off in the bubble. And I, guys, I'll be honest. you He's not that big, not that tall, not that physical. And he's not anywhere near the level of shooter as a Trey Young, as a Steph Curry in that range. So I'm going to be honest. I think he's going to struggle. I think this is going to really be, at the end of the day, be a bad move for the New York Knicks taking on Donovan Mitchell, especially, especially if they get rid of R.J. Barrett. I think that would be a, a horrendous move. So, yeah, NBA never sleeps. Always interesting to see what happens in the National Basketball Association. The futures totals have started to come out, and there's a couple interesting futures I just wanted to kind of touch on real quick. The first one is I have to take the Celtics under 55 and a half. I absolutely, principle alone, have to take the Celtics under 55 and a half. Yes, I understand that they are a better roster, but when you really look at it and see the close games that they won, you know, it really wasn't that many close games, to be utterly honest with you, because they're playing against bottom tier NBA teams. When they play against the bottom tier teams, they did great. So I definitely have the under 55 of the Celtics. I'm definitely going to be looking to get involved in that one. Another one, 48 and a half for the Timberwolves. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be on that one a lot. I love the under 48 and a half for the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves are going to... Uh, struggle a little bit with the big lineup of Gobert and Towns. Like I've said numerous times, if I'm the Timberwolves, I'm shipping Towns out. I'm getting as many wings around Edwards, and I'm going to build around Edwards. I think that was a mistake, what they're doing there, bringing in the size and everything. The one that just screams utter hammer is the Pistons, 26 and a half. I love this Pistons win total. You have to be betting this Pistons win total of over 26 and a half. They got Cade Cunningham. They got Ivory. They got the kid uh, from Memphis. Stewart's improving. Bay, they're telling not to work out because he's too. He's getting too jacked. They told him they need, he needs to get a holiday. Ho, excuse me, holiday. A hobby. So I absolutely love the Pistons. So let's review this. I'm going to lock in the Pistons over. 26 and a half. I am going to be on the Minnesota Timberwolves under 48 and a half, and I'm going to take the Celtics under 55 and a half. So that is it for this week's NBA talk. Now let's shift our attention over to NASCAR, and let's welcome back my boy Brandon at Boston Boy 83 to talk a little NASCAR at Pocono. What is up? What is up? It's that time of the podcast where we're going to talk a little NASCAR. We're at Pocono this week, and Brandon is here. Brandon, what's up, dude? We got the tricky triangle of only tracks with three turns, not four. Uh, you know what? Pocono, always a little bit of a dirty track. Always a nice little betting opportunity, if you will. Yes. Um, what? How does this track play out for those listening? It would be interesting. The track's old. It's bumpy. Um which hasn't affected the older car. Now with the next gen car having to be as low to the ground and a lot of bottoming out, you're going to see teams really try to set the car as low as they can. There's limited practice time this week. 
So um, I don't think it's going to give for good racing by any means. I think the cautions are going to fly, which will help the racing. But um, the way these things draft, it's hard to pass. And with these long straightaways, I, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of passing opportunity, except when tire wear happens. Because when they tested here, the tire wear was horrible for Goodyear, which has been all year everywhere. But um, the only time you're going to be able to pass, I think, is when you're on better tires. So I think you're going to see a lot of tire strategy throughout the race. Now, it's an interesting, interesting dynamic here. Um, what did you think of the race last week? Um, actually, you know what? I scrapped that because you and I were both in NOLO last week and we didn't watch the race because we were ponied up. Did not, but I absolutely did watch the replay. I will not get into our time in New Orleans and you with alcohol, but that's that's a different story. Yes. Um, I did rewatch the race. Once again, it was – I got a puppy, so sorry if you hear anything. Um, it, it was boring. There wasn't a whole lot of passing. It was cool to see Christopher Bell win. Uh, Chase dominated again for basically the fourth week in a row, came up second. But um, you're seeing these guys really burn out that right rear without even realizing they're burning out the right rear. And the guy that saves his tires is making a pass with 20 to go, and there's no catching him. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I I was – we were at down south, and I was consuming. So uh, let's jump into this race. These odds are via Bo, Vada, and we are going to start – all the way up here. My first bet, um, I found him at seven to one on a different book is Kyle Bush. Two wins at Pocono. He's led 23% of the lap since 2019. Um, on two and a half intermediate 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 tracks, he has led 17% of the laps. In his last eight races, he's got a pending contract. He's racing for next year uh, with his history racing for his contract next year at seven to one. I feel I have to take Kyle Busch here. Not a bad pick. I mean, if we're going based off of history, that's the way to go right now. Um, great history at the track. Still hasn't signed with another team. So and to see um, Hamlin's team at a third car. You know he's not going there, so it'll be real interesting to see where he signs, but he's going to have to pull some wins out. I mean, you're losing M&Ms as a sponsor in general. You haven't re-signed with Gibbs. You're up in the air, so you got to make some moves and make them pretty quick. Um, yeah, the pressure's on. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he can get it done. Um, but it would be kind of weird. Do you think there's a scenario where he doesn't get a car? No. I mean, there's no way Kyle Wish doesn't have a ride. Um I think personally, if that were to happen, you'd see him start his own one man team somewhere just because of how arrogant he is and have it called Rowdy Motorsports or or something stupid. I think Eminem's has gotten sick of his attitude towards fans, towards drivers and media. I think Gibbs is kind of Gibbs is saying he wants them back, but I find it really hard to believe behind closed doors he truly wants them because you would already made an offer to get him re signed. So I, I don't know what the issue is there. I personally am leaning on the Penske team this weekend. I like Ryan Blaney. I'm going to say them both just because I want to speak to both of them. Ryan Blaney at 11 to 1 and Joey Logano at 18 to 1. Uh, Joey's good at flat tracks. Um, Paul Wolf, his uh, crew chief, put together the best gateway setup there was. 
And um, that was a long straightaway with flat corners. So I'm expecting Joey Logano to have another big push at Pocono. And Blaney's due for one. He's he's dominated points-wise throughout the season, and he just hasn't been able to grab that win. So with him leaning on his teammate Joey and them probably having close to the same setup, those are my first two that I'm leaning on this week, Penske. Um, hate to sound like a goddamn broken record, but don't tell me the old man again. Old man Kev, uh, since 2019, 2018, he's led 23% of the laps with three runs and eight races on intermediate track on two and a half mile intermediate tracks in his last six races at Pocono. He's led 10% of the laps, has one win. He ran pretty good last week. He oh, ran pretty, pretty really well. Week. Um, you know, he needs that win. I kind of like the position he's in. So, you know, I'm going to take Harvick here at, at a juicy 12 to one. I have one more bet. Do you have anything else going on or I do? I want to go ahead with yours. Cause I got a long shot. Uh, mine is we are going all the way down here to top tens and we are taking Mr. Brad Kozlowski at <laughs> 10 plus 220 thought processes list. Um, you look at all the drivers racing in the race this weekend. He has the third best average finish, which is 10.6. He has finished in the top 10, 63% of the time he's raced at this track. So that's 24 races, one win, five, 11 top fives, 15 top tens. In 24 races. So historically, he's like done good here. You look like at the recency bias since 2019, last six races. Five out of the six races, he's finished um, top 10. He's His worst finish since 2019 is 11th. I just feel, you know, we're getting an established driver here. He did look better from what I've read the last race, I did miss last race, you know, and at plus 220 with his track history, you know, I got to take Kozlowski here at uh, plus 220. I like the pick. Again, going based off his stats and stuff from previous years and his track history, anytime you can grab somebody like him at plus 220, not bad. I'm not going to say make that bet, but one of the things that I would lean on and just kind of take a peek at, depending off of qualifying, is Chris Busher at 24. He's been running well the past couple weeks, but if you want to scroll all the way back up to just head to head or not head to head, just all out winner, the long shot of the week and grab him before qualifying is going to be Eric Almarola at 40 to one. He finished third and fifth in the double header in 2020. He's been running well recently. He ran well for a while at New Hampshire, which they're going to be using basically the same setup. It's going to be a long shot, but I 100% would grab him at 40 to one before qualifying. And that's my dark horse. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, good, good value bet. Um, are you going to be in Burton at 500 to one this week? Of course, every week, nailing them, no matter what, 501. Um, let's go through this head to head. Austin Dillon's Kozlowski. I would take Kozlowski here. Kozlowski. Uh, you mentioned Almarello against Jones. Who you like here? I'm still, even though I'm betting on him to win, I'm still going Almarola. I mean, here I definitely feel there's definitely some value on Christopher Bell. Bell Absolutely. was part of the part of the t- people that did the uh, test here at Pocono. Uh, but I bet Harvick to win. But if I didn't, 
as crazy as it sounds, I'd probably bet Bell here. I'm taking Bell at plus 115 head-to-head and then Logano minus 115 against Bell. Um, Logano, Okay, Alex Bowman, Kurt Busch. Bowman, he's due for one. Uh, Briscoe, Suarez. Suarez, he is a part of the testing as well. Elliot Larson. Larson. Uh, Harvick, Byron. Byron. Truex Jr., Chastain. I'm going to have to go Chastain. I want to lean on Truex because he's been doing well, but Chastain's been basically in the top one through three every week. Um, Hamlin, Kyle Busch. Kyle, I think, is going to have a huge opportunity to win, but if you're betting on him, I'm taking Hamlin at even money. Uh, none of these group A's, none of these top threes, top five. Stop at the top five for a second. Who are you looking at? I'm looking at Corey LaJoy at 75 to one. He almost got his win the other week. He got caught up in a wreck last week. And I, I just Corey LaJoy, dude. He's on my shit. He's on he's on my he's on my list. He's on my list. He's on my list after that race at where was it? Atlanta. Like he I, I I could talk 20 minutes about Corey LaJoy. I do like a sneaky Michael McDowell at 20 to 1. For a top five. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to bet him. It's just those are sticking out to me for sure. We go to a top 10. There's not enough juice in it. Um, Top Chevrolet. I don't like betting manufacturer at all. But see, now pause. I tell you I'm on the Penske bandwagon this weekend. And you have Ryan Blaney at plus 245. Then you got your old man at 275. But then you have another Penske at 450. So if you're betting Blaney or Logano to win the race, you might as well throw something on Blaney or Logano to finish in the top four. Winning team, you said you're on Penske. Ooh. Okay. I usually don't ever do a team bet, but if you're riding team Penske, you can go all in, grab two top forwards, two winners, and the team. I usually don't like betting all the same, but if you do that and either one of them pulls this off, you're pulling what, 110 to one total? Yeah. Well, I mean, Team Penske's like 650 to one. So, I mean, like, dude, throw, you know, one unit, get six on it. I kind of like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And Logano, you know, I personally can't stand Logano because of personal past history in real life, but yeah. I'm not going to pass up money. So just to review, I'm on Kozlowski top 10 at plus 220. Old man Kev 12 to 1 to win it out all. And uh, Kyle at 7 to 1. Brandon, why don't you tell the people what you are on, my friend? Blaney 11 to 1. Logano 18 to 1. And old Eric with an A, Elmarola at 40 to 1. But make awesome. sure if you're going to bet Almarola Al forty to one, you have to bet him before qualifying this weekend because he he will qualify in the top ten and he will not be forty to one after qualifying. Um, Brandon, thanks for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, Boston Boy eighty three. And when is the next I race, my friend? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I've taken a nice long break from it, so it's probably going to be. Probably going to be another month until it's truly on. But if I do get on for a little exhibition here and there, I'll post it up in the feed and uh, stream it live on Twitch. 
Sounds good, my man. Brandon, thanks for coming on. Um, you know what? Until next week, my friend. See you Tuesday for a little special event. Oh, yeah. Two big announcements. Yep. This Tuesday, I'm sorry. This Tuesday, Brandon's going to be on the ETOF 2-1 Sports Show live 10 p.m. Eastern, and we're going to be breaking down the AFC East. The toughest division in football. So we're going to be breaking that down. Looking forward to that, my man. We will talk then, my friend. Yes, sir. Cast some tickets this week. So that is Brandon. Make sure you give Brandon a follow at BostonBoy83. And reminder, he will be this week's guest on the ETOF 2-1 Sports Show Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern where we will be previewing the AFC East. Now I'd like to welcome Jim at XFL Jim on the show and we are going to talk a little cfl what is up we're at that time of the podcast where the man the myth the nebraska legend rumor has it he is the former corn queen of the corn king of nebraska excuse and me and queen and, and former queen. i was you both, both? I was you both. want both they just gave up to you both i want to, i've <laughs> had um around 13 to 14 ears of corn this week really so when it gets to be sweet corn season, my family likes to do a thing where about two to three days out of the week, we only eat corn for a whole, like for dinner. So for, I think Tuesday and yesterday, excuse me, we just ate, we just got like two dozen ears of corn between the three of us and ate all of it and then had some cucumbers and onions and it was awesome. So let me ask you this, because like this you know, I may have been in New Orleans this weekend talking to a lovely young lady and asked her if she was the corn queen because she was from Nebraska. And she said, yes, I actually was. Is is that a thing out there? Probably. Probably in some towns. Not where I'm from. Okay. <laughs> and when we're speaking of corn, I cannot, I am. So I live by the Wisconsin border. Like mm-hmm. I'm in the northern birds of Chicago, about 30 minutes away from Kenosha. Right on the lake in two weeks, they're going to be hosting the Taste of Wisconsin best festival street corn in the world. I mean, like the the street corn that I've had at the Taste of Wisconsin over the years, flipping phenomenal, dude. Flipping phenomenal. Flipping, flipping, flipping were phenomenal. But you guys aren't here to listen to us talk about street corn. Well, you're, you're here for the XFL. No, excuse me, the USFL. Soon to be CFL. CFL. We're here for the CFL, baby. CFL. Sorry, buddy. That uh, fumble that happened in the Redbacks game has kind of thrown me for a little I'm bit. I'm just of a- living off of this over. Um, I, the Red Blacks are the most disappointing team on the fucking planet. <laughs> I mean, dude, they have been. They even give you hope. Yeah, I know. Every week they just give you hope. and they Like just- the Maulers were just a mess. The Red Blacks give you hope. And they just rip it out of your heart. They just rip it out of your heart. Um, So we have the kicking off shortly. Both you and I got BC at minus eight. They're all the way up to minus nine right now. Uh, I think I see them. I think I see them higher at some places too. Like they're minus nine. So that's, that's even down from where they were not too long ago. I saw earlier today, they were up to minus 11. Jeez. Um, you know, so for those watching um, or listening to the podcast tonight, 
Uh, we are on the BC Lions minus the eight and the over of 52 and a half. Favorite play of the week is this over. That's my yeah. favorite play of the whole week is the over in this game. Now we're getting to my favorite play in the week. Game two, Saturday, excuse me, Friday night, Edmonton Elks hosting the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's at seven here. Money line 270 over under a 48. What say you, my friend? Oh, boy. So I, I bet every over for this week. I think the over stands in this one as well because I think Winnipeg's offense has been improving week in and week out, and I think Edmonton with Taylor Cornelius back there can get a little bit done. I like the minus 7.5. I think I think Edmonton, I think Edmonton. Winnipeg is trying to make a point. And See, Winnipeg yeah. is coming off another win. Like Edmonton's coming off a last-second win. They're coming off of a big win. But let me ask you this. Who's the second-best team in the CFL? Right now, it's probably Calgary. And who did Winnipeg just play? They just played Calgary, and they're playing Calgary again next week. That's sandwich spot U.S. for Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico is sitting on the plus seven and a half and the plus 270. I don't like it. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Buddy. It's okay. Agree to disagree, my I friend. I think this is the only game we disagreed on this entire week. Um, I'm sorry. I just got. Um, yeah. So I didn't bet the over under here. I mean, you're on the over. I would kind of lean the under here. Believe it or not, I'm on the over. I think Winnipeg's offense has improved. I think Edmonton looked better. Like Kenny Lawler is kind of getting unlocked. And I think uh, if you're going to do any fantasy. I like uh, I like Arsenault. He's my guy. Receiver for the Elks. Um, He's the number two guy. Now this is the toughest game because we don't know what's going on. This game has actually been postponed till Sunday. And I believe off. Cody Fajardo, as of now, is still fifty fifty from what they're saying. Okay, to start because so. his knee. It's he's not COVID related. His is his knee. Because if you remember, if you watched last week, he got banged up pretty bad. And I mean, this is all the way. To, I actually locked in the Rough Riders at minus three. This is actually all the way down to minus one. Um, I think I think I have them at so. I think I have them at five, three, and I'm gonna have them at one. So you're just Rough Riders are us, aren't you? I think the Rough Riders, they, the factors of them being at home. I'm really, I am very worried about like the status of Cody Fajardo. I'm gambling that he's gonna be ready to go. It's a compounding factor of the Rough Riders at home are a different beast, and they are so good in these bounce-back spots. You saw it in, like, expert detail against Montreal, where they got beat by Montreal pretty badly uh, two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, and then they came back and just utterly humiliated the Alouettes. And I don't think the Argonauts are that good. I don't either. You know what I mean? I really just don't think they're not – I don't think they're that good of a team. Um, yeah, you know what? I still – I got him at minus three. Um, you know, obviously, even if Fajardo doesn't go, I'd still take the minus one here. I would take the minus one and a half uh, either way because I think, I think their defense alone is going to step up enough for them to be able to beat Toronto. But the over-under is interesting. I would actually stay away right now. I would stay away because if Fajardo's in, I love this over. Um, I I I talked about it on Spring Fever. I made the super stupid bet. Now, in hindsight, of the Rough Riders to score at least forty points, and now I like I I want to kick myself. 
I wonder if, let's see, because they don't have that, but they do offer that on Bovada. Let me let me pull up Bovada. They don't have the game up on Bovada. I checked. It's, it's oh. down right now. Bovada, damn you. Damn you, Bovada. Damn you, Bovada. Damn, I do man. like the minus one and a half on Bet Online though. Yeah, they don't have the game. They're 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 being cowards about it right now. Crooks, flipping crooks, flipping crooks. Um, yeah, I'd play. I I would. You can't do the over under in my eyes here. I wouldn't touch it right now. I was on the over before. Um, if I'm gonna gamble one way or the other, I'd probably lean over, but prob definitely recommend staying away. So just to review for the two games this week, Jim has the Blue Bombers minus seven and a half over 48. Yeah, I go over. I, li I like I actually do like that play. I like the over. Uncle Rico has the Elks plus seven and a half and the Elks plus 270. Um, Jim and I both suggest our lot both have the Rough Riders at different numbers. I have minus three. Jim has minus five and minus three and soon to have minus one and a half. Um, and then we're staying away from the total. So a little bit smaller because there, for some reason, there are two Thursday night games and we are recording Thursday night. Why do they have two Thursday night games tonight? I don't know why they just like the CFL loves doing weird scheduling stuff. They were going to do two Thursday, um, one Friday, one Saturday. I guess they, they just pick a random day to do two games. Normally, they won't do two on Friday just because they like to have that exclusive Friday night football. Yeah. I don't know why they don't just double up on Saturday. That's it's interesting. That, that makes the most sense. Um, Jim, you are the man. You are the myth. You are the legend. We are going to be previewing the ACC and talking about our boy, Jay Dubs, Wake Forest Demon Deacon. Mm, I love Wake Forest so much this year. Earlier on Tuesday... Why don't you tell everyone else what you have coming out? I got uh, a decent amount coming out. So I I got uh, my XFL showcase because that's wrapping up. They did the last two, so I got to come out with mine sometime soon. Um, and then I'm probably going to live stream the uh, XFL Town Hall this Sunday. And, and also, we, we had to reschedule Spring Fever, so you and me are going to be popping up tomorrow giving out lines for the CFL games that a already happened and B are about to happen. Dude, you are going to look like an absolute genius saying to bet the red blacks and argue red blacks and Montreal is over. I mean, you're going to look like a genius, dude. I will feel very good about this one. I will not feel good about saying the red blacks money line. Um, and we'll hey, see about the score. game later tonight. Hey, they just scored, dude, you know, freaky things. They did. they did. And also in that same episode, we have an interview with one Jeremiah Spicer. Uh, who did, I believe he's got like a letter from the uh, the XFL. And next week on Spring Fever, we're going to be talking uh, talking some MLFB, some Major League Football. So, and then you have the gymnasium coming up too, right, my friend? The gymnasium as it stands is an enigma. We 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 um we just record when we can. Okay. It, 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 when it pops up, it's just, it's fun. We don't, we don't plan anything. Okay, and what time will the uh, live stream be with the uh, XFL talent? Town I room? will go on probably thirty minutes to an hour before the uh, the XFL stream is supposed to start. Okay. I'm, st I'm 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 looking up exact times because I will probably be exhausted after this weekend, but it's gonna happen. 
So, guys and girls, give Jim a follow at XFL Jim on Twitter, TikTok, uh, the gram. And, YouTube, uh, follow that YouTube boy. Follow that YouTube, follow that Twitch. Um, let's cash some tickets. Let's make some money until next week, my friend. I'd like to thank my boy, XFL Jim, for coming on. One of the best follows on social media. Make sure you give him a follow. Great guy. Turned on to be a solid friend. Guys and girls, that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate the support. Thanks for you to watch the ETOF 2-1 Sports Show. I appreciate the support. Support, like, subscribe. Uh, follow me on TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Instagram. Make sure to give me a follow on those. We're growing. I definitely have some plans. Looking forward to the growth. Thanks for all the support. Until next week, boys and girls.